Wilmslow Guild is this week's workplace of the week. Now, it's not a workplace as such. It's an adult learning place in Wilmslow. And uh, the first person I'm talking to today is somebody that I've been told has done stuff on the Discovery Channel, I believe. You've, you've done stuff... You've done... <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> ITV, Granada and Sky. ITV, Granada and yeah. Sky. So I got the TV channel wrong anyway. Listen, yeah. what, what's your name anyway? Mark Ollie. And what do you do here? Um, I'm a teacher in sort of archaeology and history, more than anything else. That's, that's what I do. Okay, so um, just talk me through a little bit of uh, what you're doing here at Wilmslow Guild and why and the kind of people that will come to your class and your lectures, if that's the right term to use. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I've been here well, probably over 10 years. Um, I started here when I had the series on ITV called Lost Treasures. Um, I do a lot of sort of archaeology as uh, out in the big wide world as a general thing, not just British archaeology but sort of all around the world. So what I tend to do is recording photographs or video or, or by whatever means all the different work that I do. And here at the Guild I bring it in and run it as a, a ten week course. It's always been in the autumn, we've always tended to do it at this time of year. Um, mostly for people that either are not aware that these things are out there or who wouldn't be able to get out there to see them even if they knew they were there. So a lot of the stuff like I'm doing uh, at the moment, Empires of the Ancient World, takes people basically all around the Mediterranean and the associated lands um, to sort of see through time what different civilizations have done. What kind of person would want to come to the Wilmslow Guild, do you think? Is somebody uh, that wants to broaden their horizons, learn a few extra things, or somebody Ooh. who's, uh, to, to, you know, just to use a, a very dodgy phrase, sitting home a bit bored with telly, <laughs> if I dare say that. Well, let me say, even though I do TV and I do produce DVDs and things, I'm a big believer in hands-on. And the Guild is a very much a hands-on learning centre. So if you wanted to improve your skills, you wanted to actually have a hobby, you wanted to come away at the end of a course with something which you would regard as a result, a physical result, it appeals to those type of people, I think, more than anything else. If all you want to do is sit at home and play video games, this is, this is not really for you. Um, if you're an older person or somebody who finds they have more time than they've had in the past on their hands, um, or you've got evenings free. I mean, we've, we've, we have had sort of younger people here who are, are working folks. Um, if you really do want to broaden your horizons, you want to look at you know, a, bigger, a bigger wealth of subjects, this is definitely the place to come. The prospectus, I've, I've watched the prospectus grow, um, and it's sort of doubled and then tripled in size over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, I mean, the Guild's a fantastic place. It's been here 90, I think it's its 93rd year. It's actually the oldest adult learning facility in Britain. You're joking. No, no. This is new to me. This, wow. Did you not know that? I didn't know that. No. Well, I'm not, I'm probably not supposed to leak this information, <laughs> but they actually have the prospectus going all the way back to the first year. I think it began in something like 1922. Well, what did so, they have on uh, that then, back then? Was it oh just like maths and English um, maybe, something like that? I think it's about four sheets of, of paper. It's only A5, and it, it's got a lot of interesting subjects. I think they've always had history, and they've always been looking out to the Empire and to the Commonwealth. So that's but, always Let me ask there. you a, a really interesting question. So you you're teaching history. Yeah, yeah? history and So if you go back 93 years and history was on it, 
what kind of history are they teaching back then? <laughs> <laughs> well, 93 years ago, you'd have been, gosh, you'd have been in the, in the roaring 20s, wouldn't you? So it's all the gangsters and it's all the Art Nouveau and the onset of Deco and it's the change into the 21st century. But at that point, they've just gone through the whole of the Victorian era. So world archaeology was the really big thing at the turn of the 21st century, 20th century as it was back then, turn of the 20th century. It was all to do with the world archaeology. So I would imagine back then it, the history would have been, you know, sort of India and China and all, all the places that are exotic um, that were discovered during the Victorian era. Let me just ask you then, Mark, obviously you've done a bit on TV, you're doing a bit here at Wilmsdale Guild. What's next for you? A bit more TV work or...? Um, we're in the middle of producing a DVD called The Disappearing Ninth Legion, which is based on the Romans that marched out of York, never to be seen again. Um, that's going to be an interesting production because I ran that as a module here at the Guild, so it kind of links back to here. Um, another subject I've run at the Guild is King Arthur, and I've got a, a very large, very um, in-depth book on that due to be published within the next 12 months as well, so that's coming out. Um, and then as a hobby, I do medieval events. I dress up as a knight and run around in crazy, crazy gear. Oh, my word. Um, and we're just putting together the timetable for next year. So there's about half a dozen different events that we'll be doing. Um, if you look for VMM, which is Viking Medieval Markets, that's us. That's what we do. All right. Um, so I thought you were places like Warwick Castle, for example. Oh, yeah, we do things like that. We, um, I can't give too much away about well, locations, but we're yeah. looking at some in Wales, some in Yorkshire, Lancashire, Cheshire, dif different sites. And the one we just finished was Formby, and I think we'll return to Formby again this next year. That was incredibly successful. We have 900 sort of families all, and people all rammed together in this tiny little venue for the day. It was great. Absolutely fantastic. So that so, was a smaller community event. So what made you want to dress up as a knight then? What, what, what? Um, it's, uh, it comes out of an interest in history. It's, I suppose you could say from a professional point of view, it's experimental archaeology because you don't really get inside the head of the people that lived in the past unless you sort of play about with the things that, that they play about, wear the clothes they wore, eat the food they ate. Um, but at the end of the day, I just like dressing up and being a character, really. <laughs> would, you say, would you say that the British history uh, is, is richer than it is anywhere else in the world because some of our history is is pretty it's pretty cool in it it's very very cool i would say over here our confidence and our knowledge is what carries us on the world stage because we can look back and we we can be confident about who was here and when and we've got a confident set of dates so we can look back over our history and say yeah we've got all this behind us which is i think very unique to the british isles a lot of other places they've not got a complete chronology they don't know everything about their history and the man in the street doesn't really know so that kind of brings it back to the guild you know this is an opportunity to tell the man on the street what we have got mm -hmm. um, so I really enjoy being here. Mark thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you. So workplace of the week this week as I said before in this podcast it's not really a workplace it's an adult learning centre we're at the Wilmslow Guild and now I'm talking to a chap by the name of John who does a weather forecasting course and also a course to do with the uh, coastline of Great Britain. John how are you? I'm well, thank you very much indeed. So the weather forecasting course, let me just, it's not going to teach me how to stand in front of a camera and do all the, uh, the bits and bobs in front of the blue screen, is it? No, it's not <laughs> going to do that. But what it will do is make a clearer understanding what you see on TV. So 
if you don't have the TV or the radio, you could go outside and make your own weather forecast, essentially, just by looking into the sky and finding out what's there or what isn't there, it might be. So um, it isn't, um, yes, just looking at the TV to get a, a, an exact forecast. It's using your own intuition from my course to see whether you can forecast the weather for yourself. So, so a little bit like... When somebody says, oh, there's snow coming next week, you can tell by what the weather's doing the day before or a few hours before. Is that right? Yeah, you can do. You can, or perhaps a few days before, uh, supplement it with, with the, the weather forecast. But look into the sky. Look for the clouds. They're the biggest clue. And then some of the, the old country folk will tell you, look at what's happening in nature as well. Look at the trees. Look at the berries. Look for things like that. That certainly has some validity. Uh, to forecast severe weathers. Some people say lots of berries equals cold winters. Possibly it does. There's an element of truth in that. I think they've worked out it's about a 60% probability that that is, that is correct. Well, so for example, uh, there's no signs of any white stuff yet, like the beast from the east then, is it? No, no, no. No beast from the east yet. No, no. Not like March the 1st that was this year, yeah. but uh, beast from the east. But you can actually sometimes tell by... Watching the weather forecast, particularly now for the jet stream, the weather forecasters now put a jet stream map on now on the weather forecast, and that gives you a big clue to what the weather's going to be doing in the next 10 days or so. So the other course that you do here as well is about the coastline of Britain. What's that all about? Right, this is uh, another thing which I became very interested uh, when I did my university course. Um, the coastline of Britain, here in Wimslow or in, in Mid Cheshire, we don't see a lot of the coast, and people are often fascinated what goes on, what goes on on the coastline. And it's our biggest changing part of the country. The coastline is never static; it changes from week to week, year to year. And with climate change, which I actually run a course in the spring term here, that's even more important because climate change is having a huge impact on our coastline as, as we speak. Sea levels are rising on, definitely in our estuarine environments and that's going to have a huge impact on um, urban centres in a few years to come, certainly. But with the coastline course that you do here, John, at the Wilmflow yeah. Guild, um, it's going to make people want to go and visit the coastline, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's certainly true. We look at a number of things. I go through the geology of the coastline, what processes are actually operating there in terms of wave action or deposition from coastlines. But I also do a sort of nice sort of cooked tour of the coastal resorts as well that are on the coast and look into the history of why seaside resorts developed and how they developed and why some are more successful than others today. So, you, for example, we, we look at the Blackpools, the Bournemouths, the Great Yarmouths, and we look at the history of them, why some of them have succeeded, why some of them went into a bit of a recession, but actually how some of them are bouncing quite well back again, like the Blackpools as well. They're finding a new niche of life by, by adapting to uh, modern trends, essentially. Going to put you on the spot now, John. Yeah. The word is real. <laughs> Right? What happened there? Well, <laughs> what happened to Rill? Rill is, is, continues to be one of the, the main playgrounds for people from Merseyside, and it will continue to be so. And although Rill went through a bit of a decline, you'll probably see that what, what's happening, investment's coming into it, and it's changing. Not a week holiday in Rill, but a weekend in Rill, or a day out in Rill, and they are adapting there to, to that new trend in, in holiday making. It's shorter duration, but they're getting more people through the doors that way, so sun centres and things like that. Okay, in a nutshell, John, who, who or what kind of person would your course 
appeal to here at the Wilmot Guild? Right. It would um, the weather forecasting course. I think would appeal to some people with a, with a, some some basic scientific knowledge, but wants to find out more about it. How the weather forecasts are put together, and we also do quite a bit about. Uh, particular eventful years in weather forecasting like the, uh, the great winter of 62-63 and the great summer of 76 which I can remember fondly very very well and so people want to find out more from a general interest thing coastline people want to know more about the coast because they want to go and visit there for certain and I think it's just something where we will see a lot of change in the, in the next 10, 20, 30 years to come. Plus the fact that uh, the government's going to pump a lot of money into protecting coastlines as well. It's a political issue as well. To be honest, there's no other coastline I've found in the world that, that can, you know, it, ours is fantastic. Well, from Scotland to, 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 yeah. to the south, it's well, amazing. Well, in my course of 10 weeks, I'm doing 10 different coastlines. Last week was the Jurassic Coast in Dorset and East Devon. This week, we're doing the North Norfolk Coast, which I know very, very well, which is uh, a coastline of major erosion. And, uh, and not only that, but also amazing finds in the cliff line, like uh, Woolly Mammoths, for example. Wow. So, there <laughs> Uh, there have been major finds in that coastline, so it's, it's, it's a treasure trove. People think of the Jurassic Coast as being the, the treasure trove, but there are other places as well. Fantastic. Thanks for your time, John. So this Workplace of the Week is not actually a workplace. It's, it's got a bit of a tilt to it. We've given it a bit of a spin, and it's an adult learning centre in Wilmslow. We're at the Wilmslow Guild, and I'm talking to Paul now, who is, I want to say you're the head teacher, but you're not actually a head teacher here, are you? That sort of uh, thing. My job title is principal. So it's like a head teacher, then? It is a bit, yes. So, so tell me a little bit about the Wilmslow Guild. For the people that don't know um, anything about the Wilmslow Guild, what's it all about? Wilmslow Guild is a charity that's dedicated to adult education, and we have our own centre here in Wilmslow. We've been here since 1926 and we offer courses really uh, that people want to do for the pleasure of learning. So it's not about assessment, it's not about qualifications, it's about coming and meeting like-minded people and getting engaged with activities that you want to do and you want to learn more about. So for the people that um, are sitting at home listening to this, um, who would it appeal to? Would it be appeal to people that are... Um, looking to broaden the horizons, maybe? Exactly that. And we're open to anybody who's over 18. And we do get a, a broad range of people here from people who are 18, 19, 20, all the way through to people who are well into their retirement. It's about coming and getting engaged in, in what you're interested in. So it might be that you're interested in pottery or ceramics or painting or learning a language. But it's about doing it for the pleasure of doing it. We're not about assessing it. I was going to ask you that anyway. Give me, can you give me a list on what things you've got going on here then? Oh, good grief. We've got hundreds of things going on here. Um, I always say that we do everything from archaeology all the way through to Zumba. Um, we do all sorts of exercise classes, all sorts of art classes. We do classes in literature and philosophy, history, um, as broad as you can imagine, a range of qualif- not a range of subjects. Um, so, it, it, if if you've got an interest, I'd be pretty much certain that we've got a course that's um, interesting to you. Uh, you've also classed it as a charity, so I take it you you take um, you know 
there's a fundraising that goes on and all that. We do. We, we have a. We are a charity. Um, we, we endeavour to offer as much as we can um, in the way that people can actually uh, participate. So we work in conjunction with other charities. Uh, we work in conjunction with the British Heart Foundation for first aid courses. We work in conjunction with the local authority, with Cheshire East Council, to run um, health and fitness classes. So um, there's, we, we try to work with other organisations to, uh, to make courses accessible. Um, some courses are free, other courses there's a small fee for. Now, uh, I'm expecting this answer to be a no, because you've already kind of said that you're not here to give qualifications or anything like that. But let's just say there's somebody listening to this that didn't do too well in their exams many years ago. They've got loads of time on their hands. Could they go down that route at the Wilmslow Guild? Do you know what? If somebody's not not done well at, at, at school or formal education and they are interested in something... We're probably the right place for them because we will, if they're interested in the subject and they come along and they show interest, um, it, it hopefully will get them over the idea that education isn't for them. So whilst they might not get a qualification at the end of the course, um, hopefully we'll bridge that gap which gives them a bit of confidence that uh, participating in education is worthwhile. Fantastic. Paul, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. What are you doing here at the Wilmslow Guild, Alison? Uh, calligraphy. So uh, you're a student? Yep. So what's made you decide to do this then? Well, I suppose um, I was looking for another hobby. I'd just uh, retired and um, I'd been to China and I wanted actually to learn Chinese calligraphy but I didn't find anywhere that was doing it. So I thought well, perhaps I ought to learn to write in English first. It's completely different of course. And, um, and my writing has always been appalling. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, actually, um, it was like an introduction to art. So we do uh, quite artistic things, you know. We sort of um, make things, Christmas cards, um, things to put in frames. So it's not just about um, neat writing. It's, you know, it's an artistic pursuit. Because you don't see, I can't even say it. Calligraphy. Calligraphy. You don't see that very often, though, do you, nowadays? I've I've not seen any for a long time. No, but when you see it, you recognise it and you think, oh, that's nicely written. Um, and, and, and once you, you start recognising it, I, I, I was in Cheatham's library on a, on a tour and uh, I took photographs of the calligraphy that's on the wall, you know, they've been carved out. And, uh, you know, and in fact, the class has been to, um, what's the other library? On Deansgate. <laughs> Name escapes me for a moment. The, the Rylands. The Rylands. Uh, you know, and, and, and we've been shown very old calligraphy, old Bibles and things. So it's, uh, and, and some modern work as well. Uh, and it just gives you something to aim for, really. So are you enjoying the, uh, the course? Mm. The, the, the well, this is my third year, so I'm now getting <laughs> into the groove. Yes. Fantastic. So when, you, when you've done this one, would you, would you be doing any more courses for different, different subjects, maybe? I think I'm just sticking to, to one thing. I mean, I came here previously to do um, a yachting course, an RYA um, course in, in um, Yacht Master, Day Skipper, Coastal Skipper. So I have been here on other courses, but I think just one course at a time is um, probably as much as I can cope with, really. Fantastic. Thanks very much for your time. Okay, thank you.